1: welcome in here on a wednesday morning here on kmbz um president biden ha- had a bit of a media i don't even know if we call this a news conference but talked to the media in the rose garden looks like it was about banning hidden junk fees and didn't have anything to do with Israel, Interesting. as far as uh, I can tell.
2: The, 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 the questions that came in from the reporters did, though. Sure. I mean, that's all anybody I'm wants sure. to talk about. It doesn't matter. Yeah, as soon as they opened it up, uh, and that's when all of the TV cameras kind of cut away because they were like, yep, we heard this yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. how the, I wonder how, he, um, how they advertised it, like what they said it was going to be mm-hmm. versus what it actually was. So if we hear anything more, I uh, will certainly pass that along to you. Okay, we go to the story out of the Olathe School District, and you have a teacher by the name of Steven Taylor, who is a stand up comedian, has been for about eight years. He was a stand up comedian first, and then has been a uh, teacher for six years now. He's got a TikTok account and seem, makes it seem like the TikTok account and his life as a comedian supplements his income as a teacher. And he's sort of acting like that's why it was okay for him to do what he did on TikTok That has now gotten him fired. Yeah. Uh,
2: And and in case you're thinking, ooh, is it dirty? No. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I mean. There was, uh, (laughs) yeah, there there was nothing (laughs) salacious in it. It's just him doing comedy about being a teacher. Now, it should be stated for the record here, he's not the only one treading that ground. There's plenty of people uh, who are on the comedy circuit now who are either current or former teachers and that's what they talk about is the craziness that goes on in a school classroom. And, of course, it's all, you know, embellished. It's a joke, which is my favorite part of this, because you know, he's talking about how, yeah, you know, sometimes if the kids are, are getting on my nerves, I'll just lie to them. I'll tell them stuff like Abraham Lincoln invented the car, and that's why there's a car called a Lincoln. You know, it's it's jokes like that that we could debate, you know, how funny that stuff is, because, like I said, mm-hmm. that's pretty well trod ground. But on the other hand, I mean, when, when the school board hears this and goes nuts and starts moving to fire the guy, oh, come on. Have you ever heard a joke before?
1: So this is, what, this is how this started with HR. Um, so and it, apparently this was at the beginning of the school year. HR called him in with this question. How often do you really pass gas? near students. <laughs> you can imagine this meeting.
2: Uh-huh. Which is
1: something he claimed to do on the TikTok account. He said I tell my students the wrong thing all the time when they annoy me. Like John said, I tell I told them Abraham Lincoln invented the car and that's why they named it after him. But the district um and this sure feels like something like a parent reports. This sounds like something a parent isn't going to find funny. Yeah. And then the district is bound. This is where I defend that I don't like this, but this is where I I see it the other way. The district has a social media policy and to their credit a little bit, at least theirs is specific. And they say he violated it. Um, Although they wouldn't comment on the personnel matter, but they gave Fox 4 a copy of the policy and there's a ton in it. And they said he was told to take the videos down and was and asked to see the district social media policy. And again, the school board voted to fire him. This is just so interesting in part because he wouldn't sign the non-disclosure agreement either. Yeah, well,
2: they, they came to him and they said, what we would really like you to do is sign this NDA and then resign. And he
1: said, OK, I'm not going to do either one of those things. You have to fire me. Yep. He said, if, if you're going to fire me, you fire me. And this is what he told the board before they fired him you are going to vote at the end of this to fire a teacher who has incredible evaluations great relationships with students and cares deeply about their success i am that teacher and this is all because of TikTok." well let me just point out teachers get fired all the time who had incredible valuations and relationships with students and care about their success let me point out the teacher that we just talked about who had the Olding fans account who hasn't officially been fired yet yeah but got in trouble so that's not new to this guy, and that's not a reason for them not to fire him. What he needs to argue here is whether he actually violated the social media policy.
2: Exactly, yeah, because what they said was, you know, it's in the social media policy, things like don't don't say anything out in public that you wouldn't want anyone to hear or that, you know, reflects an, an unprofessional attitude about, you know, whatever. But he's a comic. We, we've got some audio, Colin. We actually have some audio from uh, some of his TikTok videos. Let's go ahead and hit that.
3: Teachers, if a student is annoying you, just remember, you can lie. There's nothing that says you have to tell the truth all the time. I teach history. I tell my students the wrong stuff all the time when they annoy me. I tell them that Abraham Lincoln invented the car. That's why it's named after him. I tell them Logan Paul and Jake Paul had a great-grandfather named Paul Revere because they don't even know how names work anymore. And I crop dust them all the time. I save up big milky lactose intolerant farts and I drop bombs silently because I'm an adult and I know my body. And then I just let it stew. And then I walk away and I go, oh my God, it stinks over there. And then they have to sit with it. And you know what? They can't fire me because they need
2: me too badly. Yeah, Well, apparently not. Well, they did. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Not that badly. (laughs) And
2: and that's the level that we're talking about. And the fact is that anybody who would look at that video and think that he's actually doing that stuff in a classroom ought to have their head examined. I mean, one of the the board members, Lois Moore, her quote in this article is, bragging about lying to your students. What is that? It's a joke, lady. I don't know. Maybe you've seen pictures. Come on. I mean, (laughs) when the guy is making his living... Doing comedy. And he didn't, look, he didn't name any of the students. He didn't go out and say, you know, uh, Paul Johnson was in my class the other If he had done some of those things and was trying to embarrass the kids in his class,
1: fine. It's a joke. The idea that we can't take a joke anymore is just,
2: yeah, it's crazy.
1: Okay. So a couple things I want to put on the table. Um, Because, so he has no, he has no plan to go back to teaching. He's got 30 dates him. now lined up on this um the teacher shortage tour is what he's calling it. Um but a couple of things I want to put out there is does uh um does a lack of knowledge about TikTok play in here? Does student access to TikTok play in here and work against him because you're doing this on a platform that students have access to? And does it work in his favor that he is a stand-up comedian? Like, if 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 it was just a teacher doing this on TikTok, you'd wonder a little more if it was a joke. Although I question if you wonder if it's a joke. But maybe yeah, you would. Well. But the fact that he is a stand-up comedian on the side, I feel like helps his case. Definitely. Um, but I, I also wonder if some of this is administrators are not as familiar with TikTok. And, and um, yeah, the social media policy is interesting too. So the policy says, um, again, you shouldn't post anything online that you wouldn't say at a public meeting or to a member of the media. Well, all that's out there. I mean, he said it, it, it's all public. So don't have to worry about that. Um, But the policy requires staff on social media, and this is what I think we can debate, to maintain the same level of personal responsibility, discretion, and professionalism expected in any other form of communication i ask if he had made these jokes in front of his classroom in front of students would he still have been fired yeah would it be more or less bad if he'd done this in front of students and i
2: was thinking exactly the same thing and my thought was if he told these kinds of jokes in front of his class they probably would have laughed at it That, that yeah i mean i don't know that anybody would have complained i mean about something like that it's something that's so obviously done for humorous effect. Uh, and listen, I know you can go too far with that, too. Um, you know, you're not going to play some of Carlin's stuff, you know, the seven dirty words sketch. You're not going to show that to a classroom full of high school students because there's there's cursing in there. And, and even though that doesn't bother me, there are people that it bothers. I get that. But things like this, that was so tame. And the idea that somebody wouldn't know that when he talks about telling his kids that Abraham Lincoln invented the car, that that's a joke. I mean, that, that's somebody who doesn't want to. That's somebody who wants to fire this guy and doesn't care what his excuse is.
1: Oh, here's what got him in trouble. I'm not saying I agree with it, but here's what got him in trouble. Now that you put it that way, he was making fun of students in, the, in that comedy. And, and I could see students or their parents, which I think is where this started, not taking that personally and not liking that he is mocking and making students a subject of his act.
2: If And, and I would go along with that if he had done it by name. But when he says, my kids, okay, well, you know, in any given classroom, you're going to have kids at any, you know, at a thousand different, edu- well, not a thousand, but 30 different educational levels and levels of smarts. So, of course, he's not talking about every. I mean, comedy is exaggeration. That's, that's the whole point of it. That's what you do. So, yeah, you broad brush everybody and make jokes about how dumb kids are these days. But as long as he's not singling anybody out, I, I don't see that as a sin.
1: I also think if he had told those jokes in class, he would have had more, more room here because you'd have the reaction from students laughing. The problem with TikTok is that there's no live reaction to know, did the audience that for whom it was intended laugh at it? Yeah. Did they think it was a joke? If you told those jokes in class, the class would laugh or they wouldn't. And then you would know. Did the audience find this funny or not?
2: You, you just reminded me of something. that One of my teachers actually did. I had a teacher named Mr. Schultz who was my English teacher's uh, either sophomore or junior year. I honestly can't. I think junior year of high school. And his bit was to, to kind of – he was one of those teachers that wanted to be cool and wanted everybody to like him and all that stuff. And so his bit was, oh, man, the class before you guys. And he would tell these, those kinds of jokes every day when we walked into class. Well, he was using that same joke every period. <laughs> you know, it, it, the, the class before you did this. And it was just – we all knew it was a joke, and we all kind of got it. It's like, yeah, okay, your bit is the last guys that were in here were all stupid. And we know you're going to do it next period about us, too, so it's all good.
1: If you have comments here, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break here. We've got audio out of the school board meeting that we'll get to as well. More to come here on KMBZ. Phone over here, 913-586-7798. We have some updates on Israel to get to here coming up in a little bit. There's just a lot that's coming out now uh, and some updates that we can get to. But we've been talking about the story out of Olathe. We got this out of Fox 4 and you have a stand-up comedian who, who does that on the side and was a teacher in Olathe. And some people didn't like some of the jokes that he was making on his TikTok account. The district argued he violated the social media policy and fired him. And it's kind of nice when people
2: just listen. Yeah, no kidding, right? Because he happens to be online with us right now. Word got to Steven Taylor. We're sitting here talking about him. And so here he is. Steven Taylor, welcome to the show.
3: What's going on, y'all? How's it hanging? No, t- Steven.
2: Probably better than you at this point, although, you know, maybe not. Maybe being out of the classroom is, has been a boon to you. I understand you're booking a lot of dates now. How did they, who reported you? How did this get to the school board?
3: Look, there's there's a lot that I don't know on that front, but I will say life's going pretty good right now. Y'all are at work and I'm getting to just listen. It's not there bad. you go. <laughs> hanging out for Thank a you, little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know what honestly happened? I posted that one video and I didn't expect it to do as well as it did, and it hit like 500,000 pretty quickly. And I bet a few hundred thousand of those people might have been around Olayla. And a few of them might not have had a sense of humor. So I haven't figured out exactly how it got back to them, but I do know that it did.
1: All right. I want to talk about the social media policy for a second, because that was the argument that the school board made or whoever made the decision and then forwarded it to the school board made to justify firing you. And and I ask about it because we spend a lot of time on the show. Talking about teachers being fired and the difference between, you know, what you post online and whether that gets you in trouble with where you work. And it's a big thing right now. So did you have a full understanding of the social media policy and what it would allow and what it wouldn't?
3: Look, as a uh, as a teacher, uh, I should have. And as a comedian, I definitely should have. But, no, I never sat and read through my school district's handbook. You know, I didn't go <laughs> through and see exactly what the policy said. I ran every video I posted through a filter of, is this appropriate for my students and for their parents? And I know my students and my parents better than the district does, and I knew that they would be okay with it, like they are. You know, everybody that's commented this, said, oh, yeah, it was funny. Like, the people that get it, get it. And, uh Yeah, I didn't know what the policy said, but when I saw what it is and realized how vague it was, I realized they could weaponize it if they wanted to or if they didn't. There are people that are going to post way worse than what I do, but they're going to post it on their private Facebook pages, and they'll never have anything said to them. And I just think they, they make it vague enough so they can catch whoever they really want to.
2: I, w- I want to talk to you about that meeting where they ask you to sign an NDA and resign. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. you must have been sitting there going, what, what looking glass did I just walk through that this is happening to me right now? What was going through you? First of all, when you walked into that meeting, did you, do, do you have any inkling they wanted you gone?
3: So I'll give you the quick breakdown. Uh, On Monday is when we had the meeting where he asked me how many times I had farted on a kid. And (laughs) I knew then that they were taking the joke so seriously. I went into that meeting being like, oh, I think I'm going to get a slap on the wrist. And I left that meeting going, I think they're going to fire me. And then I talked to my union rep. And on Wednesday, we were like, yeah, I think you might be getting fired. And I walked in, and they had the option to either resign or be terminated, and so I had a couple of days to sit and think about it, but yeah, it felt, you know, it was very surreal. Of all the things that I've said on stage or online that I thought I was going to get in trouble for, it was never never that video. I didn't think crop dusting was going to take me down.
1: Right. I want to just talk for a second about the trend of so many teachers losing their jobs because of these, um, not just social media policies, but morality clauses it's been a while since i've been in the classroom so i don't remember what everybody Mm -hmm. signs but but because i want to come back to what you said about they leave it vague so they can do it on a case-by-case basis based on who's in charge Mm -hmm. and you're right we have a shortage of teachers right now so what do you hear about how people feel about what's going on
3: i I mean everybody knows the same thing it's like we're all just trying to keep it a secret for some reason, like look at the young people that are going into education. It's like cut in half because they know, you know, the one advice you get in uh, school and college is they go, just don't have a social media, which like, isn't realistic in 2023. You know, I'm a comedian, so I have to have social media, but even just for my friends who are on social media for fun, you know, that's like the majority of young people. And so they don't want to go into teaching where you're going to make Hardly any money, and on top of that, you get the welcome benefit of not being able to have social media. Um, you know, I think they just make it. They after the after COVID, all the districts said we're going to do things differently. We're going to become a 21st century learning uh, institution. And then, yeah, I mean, all of their social media policies are updated for like Zanga or MySpace, or you know, right. they're just all very very old rules, and I don't think they understand exactly what TikTok or Instagram are capable of and how important they are for students. You know, my students, the fact that I was on TikTok was really important to my students. It helped me relate to them quite a bit, and they didn't know that I posted videos, but just being aware of what was on TikTok helped me in the classroom.
2: Yeah, and that's an important thing, but, you know, because the money is so good that, you know, it probably balances a lot of that stuff off. I mean, they just throw Mercedes and, you know, things at you guys uh-huh. all the time. But, but seriously, the the uh, the upshot of all of this is that one more teacher is now out of the classroom. I mean, they're going to have to replace you. and. Uh, uh, over, over making jokes. I mean, I want to go back to something we talked about earlier, which is the fact that uh, in my mind, there are things that you could joke about or jokes that you could tell, or, you know, this stuff that, that, that I think we would all look at and go, okay, yeah, that went too far for a teacher in a classroom. That's too much. Do you agree with that? It sounds like you do.
3: I mean, I, I could understand it a little bit more. I still have a very strong opinion, which is let teachers be people you know don't make teachers be priests mm-hmm. i think that my students can as long as they can see it and it not upset or offend them then i don't really care about anybody else i'm not teaching you know the the holiest person in the community i'm teaching my students and so that's the only focus that i really care about but yeah i think it's i think it's sad that they're having to replace a good teacher with a long-term substitute And I think that my students are the only ones that are going to suffer for that. You know, I don't think anybody else really catches the short end besides them. And that's the part that sucks for me. That is the only part that I hate about this is that my students don't get to have my class and I don't get to have them.
1: Uh, Steven, real fast before we let you go, I just need to ask one quick question. Do you know, do students, any of your students, current students follow you on TikTok or any social media that you have?
3: So they did not beforehand. I was very vigilant about making sure if a student tried to follow me that I would go through and block their account, you know, yeah. if I could tell. Some people do it anonymously, whatever. But uh, once I got put on paid leave, I started posting about it because I wanted to see if I could make posts from home, you know, and that wouldn't get me fired. And I had students commenting uh, on my TikToks during that, and all I would just tell them you know, hey, go back to class. It was like at 11 a.m. And I was like, I know where you should be right now. Go back to class. And, uh, yeah, I think now they do. And a few have reached out, former students or, you know, previously former students uh, reached out to say, you know, show support and all that. But I tried my best to keep it limited to, you know, I didn't want stand-up to come into the classroom. So maybe a student found out and I'd be like, we just don't talk about that here. And we had clear boundaries about what was at school and what was outside of school. And I thought that was going to be enough, but it yeah. turns out,
2: yeah. Well, we we wish you the best, Stephen. Thank you so much, for first of all, for listening into the show and, mm-hmm. and for giving us some insight into how this all went down. And uh, we certainly wish you the best in the future. We'll be watching your comedy career.
3: Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll catch you all around. Y'all take it easy. We Have a good it. day. Absolutely.
1: Take care. And uh, good luck to you now in this new phase. I know we have callers on hold. We'll take a break. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey, visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Okay, now that you heard Steven Taylor and get uh, more insight now into what happened in Olathe, does it change your mind at all uh, about what is going on here? I just want to bring up two quick things. Then we'll get to Ashley. Um, I cringed when he said he never read the social media policy because, and again, I don't like this and I don't agree with it, but you can't use, I didn't know a thing that you were supposed to know. I don't know if they signed them, but like we're held accountable for our, our handbook. Right. And for the, the policies that we are supposed to be aware of, I cringe at that because that's, You can't use that as a reason for why you shouldn't shouldn't be fired i don't like that and i was glad to hear about students not following on social media because that's a really tricky area right now it's when i first got into teaching this was when facebook was just starting to be a thing but i have a couple of really good friends that are guidance counselors now who say we have a hard rule no we don't let anyone friend us on any social media format until they're at least two or three years out of school just so that there's a total separation there
2: and we've talked before about the fact that uh, when i i know at least a few years ago it was this way i don't know that it still is but for the longest time the state of florida said no teacher can have any social media presence at all period
1: yes yeah
2: um they just didn't want to have to deal with it
1: yeah and i i don't like that but it's easier
2: yeah it's just simpler It, it is but you're right i don't like it either i mean as as he said You want teachers to be able to still be people. We'll go to Ashley and see what she has to add into all of this. Somewhere in Missouri. Hello, Ashley.
4: Hi, guys. Yeah, this is just kind of unbelievable. And I wonder, I need to read the entire social media policy because I thought that you guys had said that don't say anything on social media that you wouldn't say in public. I don't think he did. I think Mr. Taylor would say this. I think this is kind of a blessing in disguise for him because now I'm going to go follow him. I'm going to encourage my friends to do the same. Uh, what I am afraid happened is that some parent with a thunderhead kid took this personally, and we all need to make a rule: if you take something that a stand-up comic says personally, yeah. then you need to do some introspection because <laughs> yeah. that's just not, you know, that's just not the way that stand-up comedy works. I, I feel bad because I think this guy sounds like he was a good teacher, like he cared about his kids. I wish that my boys had somebody like that with this kind of sense of humor to maybe calm theirs down because theirs is so dark sometimes. It scares me. I, they come by naturally, but I would love for this, boy, this man to have been one of my boys' teachers. You know, teachers mean a lot to kids. And if he really meant that much, which it seems like he does, it's a real shame that we've taken him away from these kids. I really hope that the kids that get out of school can continue a relationship with him. But I also really appreciate what he said about let teachers be people. You know, kids idolize parents, teachers, aunts, uncles, and think that they're infallible, and that's why with my own voice, I've been so open and honest about my struggles with addiction, so that they can see that, no, we all make mistakes. We all do things wrong, and we can work on teaching our kids to, to deal with stuff and to deal with, you know, crisis in life or changes in life, rather than just, oh, you're fired. Bye. I am glad that he made him fire himself.
1: yeah Yeah, the other um part of this thanks ashley that we haven't talked about is that parents should have a certain degree of control over what their kids are doing on social media or at the very least be aware of it um you know kids are underage, and this is still the age when parents should be looking at that kind of thing and be aware of it and if kids are allowed to look at it then parents should know what that is so that they can also have a a conversation with them about what they're seeing and, oh. and, and, and that softens it a little bit, right? Without
2: doubt. Yeah. There was a reason why when our kids were younger, the, the main computer was right there in the living room in front of everybody. Because if they were doing something online, they were doing it in front of us as we were sitting there
1: watching TV. Yeah. So um, at the very least, I think he's going to do fine in his comedy career. Ooh, yeah. So. And, and
2: the, this, again, goes back to there is no such thing as bad publicity. I mean, Ashley's right. He's right. going to get uh, just thousands of new followers out of this.
1: Yes. Um, The Teacher Shortage Tour, by the way, is what it's (laughs) called. If you want to go find it online, kind of curious to go see it now. All right. Um, Speaking of jokes, uh, Winnie the Pooh is now a horror film. Not a good one, according to Rotten Tomatoes. But nonetheless, we have a teacher who showed this film to a fourth grade class.
2: This... Was stupid. (laughs) I mean, if if they, you know, you know, no matter what they decide to do, if if this was a fireable offense, I don't think anybody would mind at all. Now, the interesting thing about this is that movie. We talked about it a little bit when it came out. Uh, It's called Mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. So you you can't even put that movie on and then claim you didn't know what it was. (laughs) You know, right? Uh, Why this teacher decided to do this, we do not know. But the movie, it's a slasher film that's that uses the <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. See, what happened was, just not to get too pedantic about this, is that uh, last year, I think it was, the, the, the copyright on the Winnie the Pooh characters ran out. That only lasts for 75 years. So it, it, they lost it, and those characters are now in the public domain. So if you wanted to go out and make a Winnie the Pooh fanfic, you could do that. Well, that's kind of what Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey was, except it was a very dark take on that, where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet get together and go off on a slashing spree. So I haven't seen the movie. It got awful reviews because, of course, it did. Um, And I get 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is not a movie that's necessarily worth your time, unless it's just for the joke of watching a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. But that's not the kind of thing you do in a classroom.
1: And nonetheless... This happened. Um, Thirty minutes of that film. This was in Miami Springs. This was a charter school. Mm-hmm. Parents not happy about it. Uh, kids needed counseling and therapy after they were shown this. Did we mention that they were fourth graders? Yes. Okay. A times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because that's
2: yeah. I we were talking to eight and nine year olds, and no, I now. Uh, the movie itself, if you're thinking, well, who would put a rated R slasher film in front of a bunch of uh, fourth graders? The movie's not rated. And that, I think, it's interesting because that may be the only cover if this teacher decides to try to fight this. But, I mean, the teacher was also in the classroom. So that kind of goes out the window. And it really goes out the window when you realize that the kids who were being traumatized by watching a movie that was way beyond them were begging the teacher to shut it off, and he wouldn't right.
1: They kept saying, "Stop the movie, we don't want this and he kept showing it anyway um boy i've the story I have is alternately calling this teacher male and female, so I can't tell. um, but the principal met with this teacher who said they felt completely abandoned by the school um. You, I'll even go to you showed the class a film that you didn't you either hadn't watched or didn't realize like you because the students picked it based on title you didn't you didn't look at like the description yeah. of what the movie was I'm sure the kids wanted to watch a winnie the Pooh movie yeah the
2: way that we would have in fourth grade
1: yeah um you're the teacher that's that's your job is to is to know all of that. Um, fired? Is this teacher fired? I don't should, know if they have yet. she be?
2: Um, yeah, it's just yeah, Parents were displeased. The kids were distraught. Uh, and the and the kids have gotten counseling. But yeah, they I don't think they've said specifically what action they're going to take in response to this. Uh, Diaz met the, with the charter school principal and said she felt yeah completely abandoned by the school, and that's really the only thing. Um. According to CBS, the school said the Academy for Innovative Education, which is the name of the school, has become aware that a segment of a horror movie was shown. uh, Administration promptly addressed the issue directly with the teacher and has taken appropriate action. But no, they didn't say specifically what that action is.
1: At the very least, when students were telling you to turn it off, you turn it off. Or at the very least, the second you realize this is not some happy cartoon about Winnie the Pooh, you leap for the off button. Yeah. I mean, as fast as you can get your finger on the off button. I'm thinking of the old days when we used to have VCRs. However, you need to turn the thing off. You <laughs> unplug it, whatever you have to do, the fastest thing to turn the thing off.
2: Yeah, and I mean, of course you should. As soon as the knives come out and blood is yeah. splattering across the screen, we are not talking about a movie for fourth graders anymore.
1: No. Um, boy, I wonder if this teacher is going to keep keep the job. I um, because doubt it. This gets to me, just judgment, right? It, it's one thing you can you can make the excuse the kids picked it. You can make the excuse I didn't know what it was, but as soon as you didn't turn it off, once you knew what it was, then we have problems. Uh huh. So no,
2: it is. I yeah, uh, finally found her name. Her name is Michelle
1: Diaz. Uh, okay. I oh, saw Diaz, but didn't know the first name. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 Hold
2: on a second. Uh, yeah. Michelle Diaz. This is according to Daily Caller, a parent of fourth grade, fourth grade, <laughs> fourth grade twins. Boy, say that five times fast. Complained that a careless teacher. Okay. So we still don't know the teacher. Michelle Diaz is a parent. Uh, showed 20 to 30 minutes of the film. Get this. The headline on this article is stabbing face-ripping, neck-slicing. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's apparently uh, in the movie and was shown to the kids. They also say, let's see, yeah, there's also stabbing, face-ripping, neck-slicing, arm-snapping, whipping, Eyeballs popping out and much, much more. A woman's breasts are visible after her top comes off while she's being attacked. Well, and that took... seems
1: to be the least of what's wrong with this movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: re- yeah, but you know, I mean, there are going to be parents who think that that's the line of demarcation right there. But yeah, they they apparently took a uh, page out of the Piranha handbook. Um, yeah, th- this was. Uh, yeah just unbelievable that somebody would do something like that and and then like you said not do anything about it once you anybody can make that mistake
1: but Mm -hmm. once you realize that that's the mistake shut it off yeah don't just let it especially when they're asking you to turn it off i mean the kids are gonna have nightmares about this now yeah make no mistake you're gonna have kids that are gonna lose sleep over the images that are in their head now good job not nicely done here all right uh, we'll take a break to wrap the hour we have more taylor swift travis kelsey news Taylor Swift, i feel like can do no wrong now we found out what she did while she was here to benefit families that need it get to that coming up here in kmbz thanks colin this was the brief period where taylor swift what did what some described what she described as country at the time this was the the first big hit that made her a name she can do no wrong, it sort of feels like. It's it's the new generation of Dolly Parton or Betty White where I feel like everything they do is good. Um, and I'm sort of surprised that this didn't come to light when this happened. But Taylor Swift, as she did the heirs tour or the first part of it, was known for donating to food pantries or other charities as she went and moved around cities to the point that harvesters here in Kansas City kind of wondered if they would hear something after she did the two sold out shows. It just now is coming to light. I guess Harvester said, yeah, we post a little bit about it on social media back then, but it wasn't making news because she did it in every city. Now it's making news again.
2: Yeah, because not only has she donated money, apparently Travis Kelsey has too.
1: And I can't tell when he did it um, because a really nice story would be If she donated and then he donated, isn't this a nice little connection between the two? It looks like maybe he did it a while ago um, because of the way this is worded in the star. In March, 2020, Kelsey, who is now rumored to be dating Swift, also donated to Harvesters.
2: Okay. So it's just something they have in common that it was. Sure. Yeah. uh, That it was a common interest for both of them. Sure. Absolutely. And I mean, if you're looking for one more thing that they can bond over, there you go.
1: Yes. Um, so the Heirs Tour movie premieres, isn't it, is it Friday? Is it the 13th? I feel like it's it's Friday the 13th. So much is being written now about how much money and how big of a deal that movie is going to be, the The movie of her, oh, of the concert.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, it's going to knock everything on its ear. You know, and it's it, it was occurring to me as I was reading a little bit about this that, it's been a little while since we've had a real I mean, they're, they're already calling this a blockbuster, even though it's not out in theaters yet. I mean, it's just destined for that. And they know. I mean, they they know who their audience are is whatever. And, and they know who's going to buy tickets to this thing. It's going to be massive. And anybody who got frozen out and didn't get tickets to the concert because they couldn't, right. uh, you know, they sold out so quickly is this is their option to see it. You know, big screen, full color, you know, huge production. But it's been a while. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last concert movie that really became more than a movie that that, that became a huge uh, event and a blockbuster. And it's boy, it's got to be 30 years. The Justin Bieber one was pretty big. Yeah, that's I true. Remember, just because
5: okay. I was yeah. I was in that age. I didn't go see it. Didn't care, obviously. But I remember it being quite big with with everything going on with him in the mid to early 2010s.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, you're right. I had forgotten about that. Uh, the Madonna tour movie, and I kept, mm-hmm. boy, at this point I can't even remember the name of it. That would have been early 90s, and that one did really, really well. But there was a time when concert movies were kind of the way to go. I mean, I mean it goes a mm-hmm. lot farther past that. But to see that happen, look, if it happens, I'm, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Uh, I don't – I mean, I'm not exactly the target audience for that – but if she does that and starts that up again, great. Mm-hmm.
1: I just looked to see if you could get tickets here. I mean, because keep in mind, here it's really gonna be a big deal. AMC also is based here. There are still tickets available. I-, I wondered if any of the any of the showings were sold out. Yeah. Maybe some of them are, but there were still tickets that you could get. Let's talk briefly about Aaron Rodgers. Huh. <laughs> and his
2: as briefly as possible. <laughs>
1: his challenge. To Travis Kelsey. And I saw this yesterday and you saw it too. And I just thought, can, the, can he just go away? Like, he's injured and can't play football. Can Is there a silent retreat again somewhere that he, wants him? Yeah, no kidding. Can, can we send him back to South America
2: and whack him up on ayahuasca again? Because as soon as he starts talking, he starts sounding stupid. Um, and, and the deal is with this. That I'm sure you've seen him. I think we all have. That, that Travis Kelsey did that series of public service announcements on vaccines, on the COVID vaccine, and go get yourself vaccinated, protect yourself, all of that. Well, Aaron Rodgers is an anti vaxxer and kind of out there. Uh, so he was on a podcast where he kept referring to Travis as, quote, Mr. Pfizer, making fun of him for getting a vaccine because Aaron Rodgers is a dope uh, and and then now has thrown down the gauntlet and wants to debate Travis Kelsey on vaccines because that's what we need two football players doing. You know what? <laughs> Call him Mr. <laughs> Pfizer all you want, Mr. Four plays into the season and career-ending injury or whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, sure. Sure. Go ahead and throw stones as much as you want. We know whose side we're on.
1: And as many people pointed out, um, the team that Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are owned by the heir to Johnson & Johnson, yeah, right. which is Woody Johnson. Uh huh. So Big Pharma, if that's what you're getting on, writes your paycheck. Exactly. So maybe be quiet about it. I'm told we have a ton of audio. With us, Colin. Well, so with
5: limited amount of time, we'll see what we can do here. This was back okay. on October third when Aaron Rodgers first made the comment.
3: Didn't have a crazy game and uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kinda shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his like crazy impact game. Obviously he had, you know, some yards and stuff, but I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense, especially the last week.
5: And then we go to Travis's response
3: to this. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, with the stash right now, I look like a guy named Mr. Pfizer. Um, who knew? Who knew I'd get into the vax wars with Aaron Rodgers, man. It's <laughs> Mr. Pfizer versus uh, the Johnson and Johnson family over there, man.
2: Yeah, way to go! Not
5: Travis. on the bingo
1: card. And then the last audio we're expected. not gonna have
5: time for, but that's when Aaron comes back on the Pat McAfee show, like he does every Tuesday, and then he challenges uh, Travis to the what he calls debate conversation whatever he says
2: yeah you know it's it's gotten to the point where these all of these schmucks that were sitting around saying you're all going to have heart attacks in, in 6 months from now yeah well it's been 3 years uh still breathing still haven't seen massive numbers of heart failures and all of that due to the vaccine so yeah Aaron come on
1: man i mean, just go do something else and that's the most we're going to give it the 2 minutes that it got that's all it uh that's all it's going to get there all right we'll take a break coming up in the next hour this is a new fee that I haven't seen restaurants charge, but a California restaurant's tacking 50 bucks if you do this one particular thing in their restaurant. Get to that coming up in the next hour here in KMBZ.